0: What's going on everyone? Welcome in to Clismon's podcast filled with glitchy analysis and freezing cold takes so cold that they're boiling hot. Today we've got an NBA special episode. We are going through the top five of each NBA position and for starters we're going to get right into it. Let's go point guard. Number five Tyrese Halliburton. This is the youngest player on my list but He has the most potential out of any young point guard in the game right now. He reminds me a lot of a Steve Nash as well as a James Harden with his ball handling, dribble moves, and court vision. One of the only retro-like point guards where the offense rolls through him at all points of the game no matter where they're at. Number four, De'Aaron Fox. With the pace of the NBA and what it is today, I love Fox's play style. The combo of him and DeMontis to bonus reminds me of a young Steph Curry and David Lee. Only real NBA fans will know that one. He's also upped his offensive game with his handle package, his lateral quickness, and his ability to create space and get to the basket easily. Number three, Trey Young. Now, look, this is a slightly lesser Steph Curry, okay? The thing that separates the two is off-ball movement. But despite that, Young is still one of the best ball handlers and shooters in the league. His court vision is impeccable, and his on-ball separation skills gets others open in swaps and missed moves. I like Trey Young's game a lot. I do think he might need to get out of Atlanta, though. Number two, John Morant. Now look, John Morant, when it comes to the classical athletic point guard, John Morant is more than anyone could ever expect. Explosiveness, quickness, and cultivating millions is what John Morant does best. But what truly makes Jaw stand out more than any other point guard on this list is his finishing package. He's only 6'3", but he can play over 7 footers. Combine that with a good passing ability and a nice triple package, and you've got yourself the penultimate Penny Hardaway. Number one, Stephen Curry. Now look, This list also incorporates injury factors into this, and I think Stephen Curry is going to be coming back soon, so he's still number one. If he was going to miss more time, he would not qualify for this list. But number one is Stephen Curry, the undisputed point guard of the last decade when he has been healthy. Now, he's been healthy almost 80% of the last 10 years. I expect him to come back soon, but his off-ball movement, rotation, his shooting, his finishing, and the ability to tear teams apart without even touching the ball is what has made him a top-ten player, not of just today, of all time. Curry is the best point guard in the game because his IQ and his ability to dissect defenses coming off screens and walking up the floor is on just a whole other level than anybody else in the entire league. Now let's get into shooting guards. Number five, Jalen Brown. This is one of the best two-way players in the league. Brown isn't particularly special at anything, but he's extremely good at almost everything. He still has the potential to become the best shooting guard in the league, but he needs to improve his shooting, and it seems like he still makes a lot of young player plays. Talking about maybe a bad foul here and there, a messy turnover, or not giving up the ball when he should. That's just my personal opinion. I think that Jalen Brown still is one of the best shooting guards in the league, though. Number four, and boy has he still got it, James Harden. The best ISO scorer in the NBA and one of the best passers in the two spot. The one thing that James Harden lacks right now is help, defense, and consistency. However, to me, it says something about how well he scores and passes that puts him in this spot. He does those two things so well, those inconsistencies that he has, to me, don't matter near as much as any other guard. Number three, Donovan Mitchell. Simply put, this is just a better version of Jalen Brown. While his defense and size isn't up to par with Brown, his shooting is what makes teams good playoff contenders. His ability to play in different sets, whether shooting, big, small ball, is what sets him apart from other guards. His chameleon-like play, where he's able to blend in with any kind of style, is what truly makes him the star and an all-star, in my opinion, and that's why I have him at number three. Number two, Anthony Edwards. Now, Anthony Edwards has all the tools to be the next Kobe Bryant. The confidence, the defensive mindset, the high post play, it's all pretty close, given his structure, strength, strength. And athleticism, Edwards holds the keys to one of the best body types in the NBA. Now, I actually covered Anthony Edwards in a game in college when Georgia played Alabama, and that man is a physical specimen, elite body structure. Edwards, honestly, though, needs to learn the basics of things like diets, sharing the floor, and overall adulthood. It still seems like he's kind of immature. We saw Carl Anthony Towns actually call him out for that in a press conference earlier this year. Now, with a slightly different mindset towards those things, Edwards could be honestly the face of the league. Number one to me, though, is Devin Booker. Hands down, a top five scorer in the league. Out of all the shooting guards on this list, Booker is the only one that is a number one on the team. His ability to score from the wing, from mid-range and under the basket at an elite level makes him such a dangerous player on every single inch of the offensive side of the court. That's why I have Devin Booker at number one. Moving on to small forwards, we've got number five, Jimmy Butler. Talk about somebody who can backpack a team. This man is the definition of giving your all and leaving it all on the floor night in and night out. Butler is on this list over others now because he is almost the complete package. Scoring, passing, effort, defending. You can always count on him to be there, filling the stat sheet, taking the last shot, and being the emotional and talent leader on the team. I love Jimmy Butler's game. Now I will tell you who else is not on this list. We've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard not on this list. The reason... That they are not in this list is strictly because of injury. If they are not available, I can't put them in the top five. We're talking about players that actually play the games, and those two guys, for the most part, have not done it on a consistent level. Moving on, number four. This is insane that he is still on this list, but number four is LeBron James. He just won't go away into the night quietly. As he has gotten older, He uses his brilliant basketball mind to still be able to get to his spots on offense and command a top 15 defense in the NBA. Now, he might not be the one doing the primary defending, but he is still a captain on that defense. This is the greatness of fine wine. As it ages, it gets better and better. Now, while James isn't getting better by his standards, he is miles away. Better than any player has ever been at his age, and so much better than 80% of the players at his position. LeBron James, number four. Number three, Kevin Durant. Still the most talented scorer and the most talented scorer in NBA history. He's still dominating at teams across the country. Doesn't matter who it is. It seems no matter what age. What injuries count against Kevin Durant? He still plays the game the exact same way he did when he got into the league. It's going to be a long time before we see someone like Kevin Durant. A seven-footer who can handle like a point guard, drive like a shooting guard, finish like a small forward or a power forward, and shoot at such an elite level. He is a top ten shooter all time, and he's done this year in and year out. That's why I've got Kevin Durant at number three. The reason I don't have him at two or one, though, is because of these two players and ascending into the positions that they were supposed to be in. Number two, Jason Tatum. We've waited years to see this happen, and Tatum now has ascended above LeBron and Kevin Durant to become the great small forward of the new generation. Tatum's shooting postgame, it mimics Kobe, while his defense is pure talent Long arms, a wide base, and the lateral quickness of a guard, Tatum can guard all five positions and take all five positions on the offensive end. That's what makes him so unbelievably elite at any point in the game. Number one, Luka Doncic. I think the argument is not about as if he's the best small forward or not, but quite possibly the argument should be, is he the best player in the league? Anyone who averages a 30-point triple-double transcends their position group and goes straight into the top five players in the NBA. Okay? Luka Doncic, number one at the small forward position. Going into the power forward position, we've got number five, Draymond Green. Now, there's going to be a lot of haters that say this isn't real. but Number five is Draymond. This is still one of the best defending and passing big men in the game. Match that with his absolute perfect fit in Golden State, and you've got Draymond Green at his absolute finest. That's why I've got him at number five. Number four, Pascal Siakam. Now Siakam is going to go down as one of the biggest NBA talent waste of all time, in my opinion. Not because of any fault of his own, but because the Raptors aren't and won't be equipped to compete with the Celtics, the Nets, Cavaliers, Bucks, and 76ers. At minimum, this guy is finishing 5th. At maximum, this guy is finishing 5th or 6th in the Eastern Conference. Not even talking the West. Okay, It would take another Kawhi Leonard-type trade for the NBA world to see just how special he is. Number three, DeMontis Sabonis. This is one of my favorite NBA players in the league right now. The stat lines are just icing on the cake. Watching a Kings game, you'll see him all over the floor every second of the game. Setting screens, dishing dimes, in the paint, and on the three-point line. Grabbing boards, rim protecting, and being the perfect complement to De'Aaron Fox. That, to me, is what a very good power forward does. He just plays within his own ability. That's why I've got Sabonis at three. Now, number two, I shouldn't have him here because he just got injured again, and it's going to be out for weeks. But I can't resist. I'm a hypocrite. I'll admit it. Number two, Zion Williamson. The most electrifying player in the NBA, possibly behind John Morant. As long as he stays healthy, which he's not, Zion's athleticism and size are explosive enough to make him the face of the NBA. If he could just come back for the playoffs and dominate, he would be the face. His athletic ability is that of a Sean Kemp. His finishing technique is like Shaquille O'Neal. And he can run the floor like LeBron James. All he needs to do to become a transcendent player is to get a better body and get more games under his belt. Now, number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Much like Luka, Giannis is a top five player in the league and my MVP candidate for the season so far. For the last three years, he's been the best player in the league and the face of the NBA. We haven't seen a dominant force like him since Prime Shaq. There's no one else in the league that can win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. We haven't seen anything like what we've seen with Giannis since Prime Michael Jordan. Witnessing something truly special is the greatest part of watching the NBA. And that's exactly what we're watching with Giannis right now. All right, moving on to the last part of these position groups. Number five in the top five centers is DeAndre Ayton. He is the classical, prototypical 1980 center. Okay, he can rebound, block shots, make layups and dunks. He does it at an elite level. However, what keeps him from getting further on this list is his limitations on both ends of the floor. He can't guard all five positions. And honestly, late in games, this is just my opinion, he's a liability on the offensive end outside of 17 feet in. He can't shoot, and he can't really make free throws at an elite level. So in my opinion, that's why DeAndre Ayton is at number five. Number four, Rudy Gobert. This is a carbon copy of Ayton but Gobert just rebounds and blocks shots at a top three level in the league. His size and his durability put him in the postseason competition every single season. Rudy Gobert, honestly, is just the better DeAndre Ayton. I hate to say that because I like Ayton more, but Gobert is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and Ayton is not. Number three, Gobert's partner in crime in Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. He is the definition of the new era NBA center. Now, while he doesn't defend at an elite level like Gobert or Ayton, offensive moves makes up for it with shooting the ball, handling the ball, and his defensive flexibility and his capability to guard more than just NBA centers. The only thing he truly lacks is strength and mental fortitude to be down low with other big men. Now, when I say mental fortitude, I'm not talking about his actual mental capability to play a game. I'm talking about his ability to have a tough mentality to bang down low with NBA centers. Now he does have a dog mentality, but I just don't see it at an Anthony Edwards level. If he had that kind of mentality, I think Carl Anthony Towns could be a top five player in the league. All right. Number two, by far the most mentally gifted center in NBA history, the back-to-back MVP Nikola Jokic shreds defenses with just his eyes. He's only one he's one of the only centers in the league that draws double teams, but his craftiness breaks down rotations and he is able to rack up assists at a just transcendent level for a center. He even developed a slight three ball to space teams out even more so that he can slice and dice from all ends of the 27 foot three point ring. I love Jokic's game. I think that he is one of the best players in the NBA. Now, he is beaten out, though, by who I thought should have won MVP last year. Number one, Joel Embiid. The only other MVP candidate that averages a monstrous double-double. Embiid has evolved into the premier center talent that GMs and scouts would kill for to find in every upcoming draft For the next two decades, he's an unstoppable force, the best talent the NBA has to offer, and that's why he's number one. Now, that being said, those are our five position groups. Let's get into our top five NBA players in the league right now. Number five is Nikola Jokic. Jokic's offensive prowess is one of the best in the NBA, not just amongst centers, and his night in and night out stats are just out of this world. No one has a package like he does. Passing, shooting, post moves, rebounding. And one of the best and highest IQs the NBA has seen in a very, very long time. Number four, Jason Tatum. It's finally time to give Tatum his flowers. Okay, He has surpassed his all-star caliber play and become a bona fide superstar averaging 30 points a game. He is the best two-way star in the league And to go with that, he averages 30 points per game. I've said it once and I'll say it again. That is what makes him a superstar. It's not just about the number. It's about the fact that he has transcended what has happened the last three to four years. Averaging 24 to 26 points a game was enough to get him into all-star caliber talk and maybe like top five small forward talk. But now he's one of the best in the league because he can finally shoot and play from any spot on the offensive end while also do it on an elite level at the defensive end. Number three, Joel Embiid. Okay, The process has been completed and trusted. Embiid has the Hakeem Olajuwon package plus more scoring. Over the past few years, he's patched the holes in his game to become the most talented center in the past decade. He can shoot. He can even Dribble now, not on a guard level, but on a seven-footer level. And that's what finally has made him a top five player in the league to me. Number two, Luka Doncic. Now, this is the Russell Westbrook that wins. Luka does it all for the Mavericks on the offensive end. In terms of wins and losses, he is the most valuable player to his team. Without him, the Mavericks would be in the Victor Wimbayana race today, tomorrow, and for the years to come. He's cooked almost every major wing defender in the game, which is what most can't do on a consistent basis, let alone a night in and night out basis. Luka Doncic at number two. Now we've got Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one. Why is that? We are witnessing true greatness. Giannis will go down as the best power forward in NBA history, in my opinion. This season, He is my pick for MVP. The dominance he shows on the court is unprecedented. The way that he anchors both rims and can get the ball on the floor and get his shot, he does all this not really being able to shoot a jump shot from anywhere consistently. But he still averages 30 points per game and double-digit rebounds. His passing ability has gone from non-existent to masterful in tight situations. And this is the next best player in the new era. Giannis Antetokounmpo is my number one best player in the league right now. And that's going to do it for this NBA Special Edition. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.